if you have a gene that is exactly the same as taking steroids, is that fair? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Alright, here's, I guess, part three of my sports genetics podcast series based on a podcast of interview of David Epstein. So it's eight years old. So keep him, keep that in mind. But So even eight years ago, they were starting to identify uh, various genes that affect various things related to sports. And these genes have like names like ABCD123, so I'm not going to mention the names. But apparently, like, they looked into something called high responder genes. And that's basically, like, how does your body respond to training? So, you know, apparently, some people, you can train all you like. Sounds like me. You can train all you like, and your body doesn't get any better. And other people, training, it just makes them a lot better. You know, maybe it makes them better faster, or they have a higher limit, or whatever. But... Life ain't fair, and some people respond to training, and other people don't. And the thing to always remember about genes is that it ain't just one that does something. You know, like, people thought maybe they'd find a gay gene. But what you're going to find is gay genes. Kind of like bell-bottoms. But, you know, it takes tens, hundreds, or even thousands of genes to uh, do various things. And so... That's kind of why it's so hard to figure out exactly what genes do, because if a gene does one thousandth of making you good at running, uh, that's a lot harder to detect. So how about athletics and money? Well, in the 70s, a major league sports person, uh, you know, baseball, football, basketball, etc., made five times as much as uh, your average American male. And now they make like 40 to 100 times as much. Makes me wonder if... I think football pays less. Like basketball is super high. It's almost like you can go by the number of um, players on a team. Like maybe football has like 60, 70 people on a team, so they don't get paid a lot. Baseball has like 30 people. I mean, I'm making these numbers up. But baseball has maybe 30 people, so they get paid in the middle, sort of. And then basketball has... 12 people, and so they get paid a lot. Although some baseball players get paid a phenomenal amount. I don't know why that is. You watch a baseball game, the stands are empty. And hockey, I have no idea. And I guess the thing to notice about that is that actually goes along with everything else in America, right? Like, CEOs make way more compared to their workers today than in the 70s. I think, like, you know, people that go to a good college uh, make a hell of a lot more compared to gas station workers today than they did in the past. So it's it's everywhere, including sports. Maybe it's extra extreme with sports, though. I mean, I don't think back in the day they had, you know, sports wasn't on TV. Sports people weren't maybe as famous, and it wasn't on TV as much as it is now. And, you know, like the NBA is super popular in China, so that affects things, too. So you add money to sports, um... And there's more than one way to do that. Like, you know, maybe you can get a free college education, right? You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to be a, a millionaire NBA star. But uh, if you can get a full ride to some college because you play a sport really good, I mean, that's worth money too. Like Epstein mentions that apparently water polo, what you want is a long forearm compared to your uh, bicep part of your arm. So, I mean, you know, this is going to be like someone who's 
paying fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a year for their toddler to go to some fancy school so they can try and get into Harvard, you know, sixteen years later. But you could imagine imagine kind of like whatever, just measuring various body parts and being like, uh, your legs are way too short for this sport, but you might be great at swimming, stuff like that. And Stanford is passing out lots of uh, scholarships for swimming. Makes me think of a friend. He, he has a daughter. I haven't seen them in a while, but when I saw her, she was probably, I don't know, she's like 13 or 14. She was pretty young, and she was taller than me. I think she might have been like... She's probably six foot, six one. And she's smart, you know, she's a, whatever. She's going places. And I was like, man, do you think she can get into Stanford? I don't know, I'm on the West Coast. So on the West Coast, you don't talk about Harvard, you talk about Stanford. But I'm like, man, six one, do you think she can get into Stanford, you know, for basketball? And this friend of mine, like he, whatever, he eats and breathes sports. Like he played sports, I think all the way through college. And then he just watches sports all the time. So he knows, you know, I don't know Jack about sports. He knows everything. And I think even though she was pretty tall, she just, she wasn't good enough. You know, I don't know what Stanford, I don't know how tall a Stanford woman today is, but, you know, they probably want you to be 6'4 or something, unless you can jump out of the building, which I don't think she could. So I think they were concentrating on volleyball. That's another one where it's good to be uh, tall, but maybe you don't have to have so many fast twitch muscles and whatnot. Talking about body types, so... In 30 years, female gymnasts went from 5'3 to 4'9. So you want to be short as hell. Simone Biles is short as hell, and she is built like a fire hydrant. And I think she's able to do like a half a flip more than anyone else in the world. So this stuff is eight years old. But anyways, you know, people are trying to market genetic tests to parents to find out what your kid will be good at. But at least eight years ago, it just whatever it's hokum it's not really gonna work but i guess even back then they had a thing they could tell you if your kid was gonna get retarded from hits to the head like in football i think parents whatever they don't want to buy that test they want to buy the test that says their kid's gonna be great at basketball or something or you know is gonna be fast at running it's kind of like you know checking the weather like you can look at the weather report or maybe it's just best to look outside and see if it's raining if your kid is fast at running, you probably don't need a test. So let's talk about your blood, what your blood can do for you. Apparently in the 60s, there was a guy, I think his name is Arrow on Toronto. And I don't know if he was like an Eskimo kind of guy or like a, you know, blonde Siberian type of guy. But he grew up in the cold and he would like ski to school. So you know, he was good at skiing. And he became like, you know, gold medal winner in... Um, cross-country skiing, you know, long-distance skiing. And he had tons of red blood cells. He had a lot more red blood cells than a normal person would have in their blood. And so, like, people thought he was blood doping. Like in bicycling, like the Tour de France, Lance Armstrong stuff, they do a lot of blood doping. I think Lance did, you know, 17 different kinds of illegal things that he could do. But blood doping in bicycling, it's where you, like whatever you, they take a bunch of your blood out of you, maybe, you know, a month or two before the race. And then when the race comes, they put the blood back in you. And then you have more red blood cells. And I think that gives you, you know, more oxygen carrying capabilities, which is good. 
But anyways, this possibly Eskimo guy, uh, whatever, he just had a genetic thing that made him have a ton of red blood cells, you know, and there people are thinking that he was cheating. But then uh, years later, someone looked into it more and they like tested it, you know, tested his uh, close family members and all of them just had super high red blood cells. So I guess maybe you could test your kid for that. So yeah, actually, that makes me want to talk a little bit about transgender athletes. Or well, not transgender, let's see. What's that thing where you're not normal and you're not trans, you're uh, intersex. That's what it was. So anyways, this possibly Eskimo guy, right, he has, a, he has a weird gene, his whole family has a weird gene, and it's the equivalent of taking EPO. That was the name of the drug that Lance Armstrong and all those guys took, so... Basically, he just had EPO built into his body, this possibly Eskimo guy. So it makes you think about fairness. Like, you know, if you, uh, and sometimes it can be a weird disease or whatever, you know, a weird abnormality. Uh, but if it's the equivalent of something that they would, like, ban you for, you know, like if you, whatever. Just imagine you had some genetics that was a, 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 that gave you the identical thing as to, like, some sort of steroids that would get you kicked out of your sport. The question is, like, is that fair? And I think what I think and what most people think is, you know, if you, for whatever reason, if you take steroids but you don't have the weird genetic thing, then that's not fair. But if you, you know, if you're just lucky enough to have the weird genetic thing, then that's fine. But then that leads to the various intersex uh, things. You know, basically, like, if you can compete in women's sports and have the testosterone of a man somehow, you are going to kick effing ass. So, like, one of those things is, I don't know, I, I don't know, you know, whatever. I haven't seen her naked, but um, there's a runner named Castor Semenya. I think she's from South Africa, and she just was kicking, kicking butt in, uh, I think, uh, whatever, some sort of running. And she had internal testes. And I think in South Africa, you know, they're not they're not quite as woke as we are here. So, and basically, if you look at a picture of her, she looks like she looks like a dude. I mean, she's got more testosterone than me, literally. She's more manly than me. But anyway, she go like do these races, and they're not woke, so they'd be like, okay, you know, we need we need a woman to check to check <laughs> to check down below. So they'd make her uh, take off her clothes. And show what she had, uh, whatever, in the in a, in a bathroom or something with a woman looking. And every time the woman's like, uh, "Yeah, there ain't no penis there." I, you know, I don't know what she had down there, but it wasn't a penis. Maybe it looked just like a vagina. I'm not sure. And so for quite a while, they're like, "Well, she can run," and she was just just dominating. She was just dominating. And then I think after a while, it was kind of like when they're starting to let transgender people get in there. Uh, they're also like, you just can't have, women cannot have a testosterone above a certain level. And so I think she kind of got kicked out of the sport. Like, I think they're like, you know, you can take testosterone blockers, just like someone who was born a man and wants to be a woman and race against a woman. And I think she's like, I'm a woman and I ain't going to take testosterone blockers. Anyways, look up a picture of Castor Semenya. It's pretty interesting and... uh you know, did she get with a man and live the life of a demure woman? No, she's a she's a butch lesbian. Or maybe she's really just a man who loves poontang. 
but there's a few other intersex things that basically do the same stuff. I can't remember them all. One of them's called androgen insensitive, and I forget what that does. I can't remember exactly, but that one, you were like, you can look like a smoking hot chick on that one. I don't think you're a dude. I forget how that works. But on that one, you're intersex, and you truly look like a attractive woman, or, you know, as attractive as any woman like you would look. Basically, you can't tell. It's not like, oh, that looks like a dude running against seven women. No, it's not like that. And I think they cannot get pregnant. Okay, I remember now. I think what the one with that is, they actually have a... So, you know, a man has XY chromosomes, and a woman has XX chromosomes. But an androgen-insensitive person... What that means is that testosterone does not work on you. So, anyways, these women, um, they have... XY chromosomes, the man chromosomes, but in fact, like, every single thing about them is just completely exactly like a woman. I don't think it makes them good at sports. It just, uh, it's just interesting. They, you know, they're identical to a woman in every possible way, but I think they cannot get pregnant. Yeah, and like I say, like, so the androgen insensitive, they're just exactly like a woman, like, in every possible way. And I think what happens is, like, you know, they get into their 30s, their biological clock has been ticking because they're a woman and like a real woman. Like, you know, if you think that certain kinds of other, you know, trans this or intersex that is gross, there's nothing gross about these women. But, um, you know, there's nothing off. But anyways, they get to their 30s. Their biological clock is ticking like crazy. They can't get pregnant and... You know, and they've been going to the doctor trying to get pregnant and what, you know, so that's how they finally learn that they have XY is that they'll run some tests on them and try and figure out why they can't get pregnant. And it's like, oh, you're XY, baby. All right. Well, this is the third one. I might even have enough for a fourth one of these suckers. I'm talking about these sports genetics uh, pods. Anyways, Twitter handle at Religion of Woke and thanks for listening.